All right, welcome to Dead 3, episode number two. Uh, appreciate those that listened to the last episode and shared some things online to help us out and, and shared via uh, LinkedIn and Twitter and some other things. So really appreciate the support that you have lent as we get uh, another version of our podcast going. For those that uh, may not know our program and what we're doing, my name is George Evian. Uh, we've done a podcast in the past called Out From The Cube. We got to about 160, 170 episodes of that. Um, although we haven't run an episode for maybe 15, 16 months, it was the last episode was October of 21. Now it's January of 23. So it's been a while, but making some commitments, some goals and, and uh, trying to lay out what 2023 might look like. We've decided to get another podcast going. We've uh, the theme and the content and the discussion and conversation will be very similar to what our prior podcast was all about. But this one will be reskinned a little bit. Um, if you're curious on the name of Dead 3 and what that is and what that means and how we came about it um, and what we plan on doing with that brand and that name moving forward, please just go back and listen to episode one. We go into it, you know, real quick and briefly. So um, we're going to start a few number of these episodes. We'll just start kind of with me going. And I'm sure as much like what our prior podcast was where we uh, you know, started just me talking about things that I'm learning and things I'm considering and um, trying to consume out there online on YouTube, on podcast and Spotify and through conversations and books that I'm reading. Um, we wound up pivoting to getting guests on and a YouTube channel and uh, having those guests and videos be out there and dripping them through all the different social media platforms. And then having co-hosts where uh, we had a number of episodes where we had um, Jason Wells on and, um, who's a, a good friend of mine and Joe Quinn, who is a good friend of mine as well. And we had them as kind of co-hosts -ho co for a number of episodes. Um, I'm sure that we will pivot into that, uh, model as well as we get moving forward with this new brand and new, uh, you know, new podcast that we've got going here recently. So again, appreciate the support, those that have lent to us. Um, you'll find this on Spotify, on Apple, on, um, Google uh, on all the platforms right now, or at least the major platforms as we kind of get the feel for how to produce this. If you'd like to support this, subscribe to it, like it, share it. It, it all is very helpful. What I've learned is, is that I press record and there's no production to this. There's no fancy music. There's no great intro. There's no guy with some deep voice who's introducing me or anything like that. And I, I suppose as podcasts grow um, and as sponsors come and maybe as uh, subscriptions, uh, and things of that uh, nature grow, that those are the uh, nice to haves that end up, I end up pressing record and it's just me. So right now there's no music, no great introduction, and we'll just kind of get going with it. Um, the thing I wanted to hit on today um, in kind of thinking about, uh, you know, the content for this and the message for this um, really just kind of comes to me organically. It's nothing that I've, uh, I'm writing down that I would want to talk about this or that or anything. It's really what hits me that day. Um, I do wake up most mornings or at least trying to now with 2023 to uh, start consuming positive, motivating and inspiring content to start my day. Right. Let me tell you how 2022 looked. Um, I would say and I said this probably in my last episode, episode one, that 2022 was just OK. What wasn't, uh, you know, the many, many blessings, many things to be thankful for and grateful for. Um, great things going on with my family and professional things like that. But it was just kind of a feel for progressing some of my passions and uh, plans and goals and things of that nature that 
were just okay. wasn't It wasn't horrible. wasn't dynamic. wasn't anything great. I didn't stay focused and locked in on a number of things that I felt a year ago on January. You know, the first of January last year that were, uh, you know, that were accomplished come you know July and August, September, and through into December. So you know, and looking back, it was just okay. So um, what I'm trying to do now is try to move the needle a little bit and reading things about, you know, kind of morning rituals and how we plan our day, how we start our day. What, what can we do when we get out of bed in the morning and uh, to kind of inspire some, um, you know, some inspiration and some urgency and some motivation. Um, the 2022 was this get up at 4:40, I think is when my alarm goes off, um, start coffee, sit on the couch, um, uh, watch news channels, and then scroll through uh, Instagram and Twitter, right? So, you know, and then all of a sudden you're a, you're an hour in, you're an hour and a half in, you're like, holy moly, why am I getting up at 4.30 to look at Instagram and Twitter and all that? So trying to make those course corrections, right? That doesn't serve me, doesn't move me forward, doesn't now, you know, news from Twitter and, uh, you know, what people are doing and my passions and interests in terms of Instagram and all that. You're like, I get it. I get all that. I get all that. Um, at the end of the day, you are just sitting there going, man, I don't know how this is necessarily serving me to the best of my ability. Right. So, you know, making these changes. So I, I say that because I'm, we're moving forward now with 2023, making some adjustments to have a better year, at least kick it off a little bit better with waking up, um, and, you know, still brewing a cup of coffee, still sitting down, but, you know, not touching the phone and opening a book or getting on YouTube and finding, Gary V and you know this stuff uh, you know motivational and inspirational stuff on Kobe Bryant and like whatever it might be right um and and listening to Ed Milet and uh, Andy Fursilla and some of these guys that I have followed for a number of years right and then just getting you know Jason Wells I got uh, uh if you go back to our old episode in our old podcast you know we I may have done out of 160 episodes we may have done 30 to 40 together something like that. I, I'm not sure of the exact number, but I said something to Jason and he, he really liked it. And he, he kept pulling it out, um, you know, uh, throughout our episodes and, you know, and I think said he would steal it from me. Um, but the idea was how, how can you consistently get plugged into the things that inspire you every day? How do you do that? Like, um, and you have to be smart enough and intuitive enough and self-aware enough to really sit there and figure out, what moves that inspiration, that motivation, that drive, that action that you have every day? And where does it come from? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, et cetera. I'm not sure that sets the table for the day at 4.30, 5 a.m., 6 a.m., right? I'm not sure how that moves the needle uh, for you there, right? Um but how, but what does move the needle? What does inspire you? What does motivate you? What does get you moving? So you need to, to kind of take this inventory of, of how you start your day. So I actually kind of wrote down in my notes, I, I, I bought a, a, a sketchbook, you know, from Barnes and Noble right here, you know, that is going to carry me, you know, and I've got three or four pages already filled in for three or four days of January, full pages of just kind of notes of, of, you know, things of, of content from these people that I kind of uh, are mentoring me and looking at the people that I look up to that have a great message and, and are inspiring to me. Right. But that's how I'm kind of starting my day. So um, I'd encourage you to kind of consider similar things, this idea of what do I need to plug into consistently or daily that will kind of inspire me, move me, um, set the table for a great day, 
et cetera. The, 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 the moment, minute, hour that I get away from that in the morning, boy, it's easy just to cash your chips in on the day and it's 9.30, it's 10.30, it's 10.15, it's 11.15. You're like, man, I've got a full day ahead of me. I've got 12 more hours. I've got 10 more hours and I'm already kind of cashed my chips in on this day. So making sure you just set that table. The thing I really wanted to get into though this morning, um, and again, let me let me hit that point, why that content and why that uh, table setting is really important as you start the day, right? Because again, I don't, I have all my notes and I, I have this, you know, uh, things that I'm trying to consume and inspire me on a daily basis, right? And I've got this content, but I don't really roll into any of these podcasts with, with uh, uh, you know, like this is what I'm going to talk about this day and the next day. It kind of just hits me. So this morning I um, was on an early morning run, I believe, and I was listening to a new episode of Ed Milet, who was with um, um, Riggleman, Riggle, Don, I don't even know, it's Riggle, right? Um, and I'll have to look it up here. It was, it's a great episode. Um, and I got halfway through it and it was, it was really inspiring and it was really, uh, it got me going. But, it, but at the end of the day, I, through that message and what they were talking about, what hit me was kind of this mentoring word. I just kind of kept coming back to mentoring and having a discussion on that for, for myself and for those that listen and for those that I'm sorry, his name's Rob Riggle. Um, so there's a great episode, right? So all these plugs that I've started to give with the new dead three brand here, here is, you know, the first one is go listen to Ed Milet. He's got, you know, a million subscribers to his thing and he's been very impactful to me. And he's got uh, some people on here that are just unbelievably um, fascinating and interesting and inspiring and motivating and all that. But the Rob Riggle episode, I saw posted the other day, a friend of mine that I coach with mentioned it to me. He was like, Hey, you got to listen to this because he knew I'd like it. And I got through an hour of it or 45 minutes of it, but it ended up coming back to this. Uh, so I was like, man, I really want to talk about this idea of mentoring because uh, on, on two folds, one, I was listening to this, two things have happened. Um, and these are the three, the three things I kind of want to hit on, right? There's the mentoring of someone that you've known for a while, right? Um, that, and so I had this conversation yesterday. I, 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 there's goals, there's plans, there's ambitions, there's an objective. There's some things that I want to be able to do to move the needle in 2023. As if most of you on January 4th or 5th are all thinking about like everybody, like my buddy, I have a very good friend, one of my closest friend who works at Lifetime Fitness, runs it, kills it. He's one of the best people in all of Lifetime Fitness, uh, his, his numbers, his leadership, his, his metrics, everything is, is top of the chart. Like why, why, why my buddy isn't running all of lifetime. I don't know. Right. But he's just, he's killing it, but he's also, and then when, in the conversation I had, which was great, he called me the other day and, and um, gave some acknowledgement to me. It was awesome phone call from him, like on January 2nd or something. It was a quick fifth, quick five minute call. If that, right. Um, just kind of um, acknowledging me for some things uh, that, that happened between him and I, um, you know, maybe two, three, four years ago when he, when he was uh, with uh, uh, just getting on board with lifetime. Anyway, the point of that was um, his busiest time of the year at lifetime fitness is now it's January 5th. And I think the burn on that's probably going to be till maybe the 14th, 17th, 21st, 28th, like somewhere in there of January where everybody's super excited. Everybody's got this plan, got these goals, these ambitions, what they're going to look like, feel like, what they're going to perform like, you know, how they're going to change their lives and all that sort of stuff, right? Somebody said this to me, and I really like this. 
and again, I have no, <laughs> no plans on what we're going to end up talking about. My mind just goes a bunch of different directions. Right. But this, I really like this. My buddy that's running lifetime is telling me how busy it is. And he, and he, he laughs about it and he appreciates it and he understands it. He's mentored me on a number of things as it comes to fitness and health and goals and boiling the ocean and starting small and being real surgical about things that move the needle. Like he's amazing with it. Right. But the thing that um, somebody, and I forgot where I heard this from, but the idea was everybody's got goals. So when a college basketball team starts their season and it's January, it used to be not January. It used to be like October 15th. And maybe that dates myself. I think back in the day, it was always like, we start division one practices or college basketball starts on October 15th, whatever day that is. I don't know the rules anymore, but when you sit there with the team, they've all got the same goals. So you get 325, 350, whatever it is, division one teams, or even the division two teams. And you start talking about five, 600 teams, right? All these college basketball teams, they've, they've essentially got the same goal. We're going to make, we're going to make a tournament, the NCAA tournament. We're going to make a final four. We're going to win our conference. It's going to be something like that. We're going to win our conference. We're going to win and make the tournament. We're going to win a game or two in the tournament. We're going to, or if you're Kansas, Duke, Carolina and schools like that, Hey, we are going to make a final four. Okay. So everybody's got those goals up at lifetime fitness. People are being crushed and setting up memberships and doing all this. And everybody's got these same goals. Everybody does. I'm going to lose X amount of weight. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, lift weights. I'm going to be right. I've got the same goals. I've got them written down in my planner. I'm going to be running, trying to run or be outside for at least 45 minutes every day. Whatever time that is, at some point I need to be out. So I've got these goals. I'm going to drink water. I'm going to be reading. I'm going to be podcasting. I'm going to be podcasting out into the world and creating content. I'm going to be podcasting in and, and consuming content and inspiration and taking notes and trying to become better professional to coach, lead, manage, uh, coach and lead and inspire and motivate the teams I work with, not manage. So uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of the word manage. Right. Um, so like we, a number of people have all these goals, right? So what somebody told me through probably a social media platform and somebody I probably don't know was people have those all people have those goals, the separator, the separator in all of that winds up being the systems that are in place to get to those goals. That is the separator. It is not the goal itself. Set your goals, write them down, write 10 things down. I, this Rob Riggle, um, uh, Rob Riggle interview on Ed Milet. He was talking about his goals and how every, he gets, he gets excited December 15th. He starts thinking about this stuff. Then sometime Christmas day, Christmas Eve, the 26th, 27th or whatever, he sits by himself, opens up his planner and he starts listing out everything he's going to accomplish in 2023 or 22 or there or 98, like whatever it is. Right. And he starts talking about his goals. Every a number, if not all of us do something, not all of us, but a number, a lot of us do that. Right. But the difference between the elite, the great, the successful, the people that actually knock those things out are going to be the people that develop the systems to achieve that goal. So if you're sitting around and you're talking about Carolina basketball and they're talking about a final four, a conference championship, 25 wins, number one recruiting class, 3.5, 3.8 GPA, like whatever those goals are for the team, right? Those are great and they should be listed and you should have bullet points on it. But then I'd be curious on, okay, what are the five systems? What are the systems that you are putting in place to achieve those things? 
right? So it was perfect. This is right. I'm not trying to steal. Go listen to the Rob Riggle interview. And I'm a little off point here, but I'm going to end up going and, and we're already 16 minutes in and I wanted the podcast to be, you know, uh, 30 to 40 minutes. That's probably not the case. But listen, the the Rob Riggle thing was really good because he talked and was really vulnerable with Ed Milet when he said, you know what, I've had the same goal written down for 11, 12, 13 years. He said he's had the same goal written down for about, let's call it 10 to 12 years. And it never gets done. Here's a successful, if you know Rob Riggle is, he's a, um, 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 uh, an actor and a comedian, was on Saturday Night Live and in a number of movies, Dumb and Dumber and things like that. Great. And if you saw his face, you'd know exactly who he is. Um, but he talked about how this has been 10, 15 years or whatever of the same goal. Immediately with somebody that you know loves him and, and is connected with them and that he trusts and that trusts him back and all this sort of stuff. One, immediately held him accountable to this goal, which I'll say in a second. But the second one is he immediately chunked it up for him. He's like, that's a cool goal. But what he didn't say it this way, but this is how I took it. What are your systems in place to achieve that? Here's one system. Why don't you just start with the start with a table of contents? So his goal was, I maybe I mentioned this already. His goal over 10 or so years was he just wanted to write a book. And every year he never wrote his book. And I don't think he got emotional about it, but he did pause. He did, a, 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 according to Ed Milet, look away. And it looked like he paused and got maybe choked up a little bit. I mean, so I don't know if that's real or not. I didn't watch it on YouTube. I, watched, I was listening to it running. <clears throat> but clearly pained him. Clearly pained him, right? So Ed Milet, being a, a friend and a mentor to one another, said, hey, here's do this. Just write the chapters. It's much easier to create momentum, get things going. Don't think about writing the whole book. Give me the 10 chapters you're going to write and the title of them and maybe the content and context of it. And I was like, wow. Right. So it's the goal. But now what are the systems? I'm going to do this. I'm going to write a page a day. Right. Uh, the, there's a, a connection I have, not a strong connection. We've talked on the phone a few times and, and I really appreciate uh you know, his friendship and his mentoring, even though we're, we're, it's not a daily thing, uh, a guy named David Nurse, who's written a couple books, who's been on the Ed Milet show, um, who, who's phenomenal, right? Um, you know, David Nurse has this thing, I believe in his book, I may not get it exactly right, but it's a 17 minute or 17 seconds, something like that. Just create the momentum. It takes about 17 something, right? Like, I need to get my basement done. I'm not filming this. Um, I'm just doing the audio. I'm sitting in my basement. If you had listened to last year's episode on January 1st, 2nd, or 3rd, my goal was to get it done. Didn't happen. That that makes my year just okay in 2022 and some other things, right? But just if I could just get moving on my basement, it takes me maybe 17 minutes to create the momentum of two hours, right? So just like that is the thing that Ed Milet was doing with Rob Riggle was this essentially like, hey, let's just create some momentum. Do something every day, something small. Because you'll find out if you just write a page, write a paragraph, write a sentence, then you can start creating that, right? So um, I don't know how I kind of got off on that um, thing, but I really, as I was figuring out how to consume this content, right? But essentially, I wanted to talk about some of these, con I've had three conversations, I've had three things that have impacted me in the past 24 hours. Um, one is this, one, I set these big goals, right? Let me, let me tell you, uh, last, the past number of years that we've done the podcast, I've done a, a word of the day, a word of the year. What's my word of the year going to be? Word of the year, right? I think it was finished one year. 
think it was self-awareness. The first year I did it was to like really be aware of who I am, what I wanted to do, get locked in on my goals and ambitions and my systems and processes and not, uh, not be apologetic about it because man, it's easy to have imposter syndrome. It's easy to not press record. It's easy to say, nobody will listen. Nobody cares, but it's, um, you know, so it's like being self-aware, finishing things, getting the basement done, like doing things like that. Right. And so I was thinking about that on the drive uh, home um, from uh, my holiday. Right. So we were on holiday, my wife and I and our families and um, uh, two sons and a daughter. We were in Lawrence, Kansas, went to a Kansas basketball game. It was phenomenal. We had to get the family back at like 10 a.m. on New Year's Day. So New Year's Day, we had to get back. And as we're driving, in order to get back from Lawrence to St. Louis at 10 a.m., we had to leave at 6 a.m. That means we had to get up at 5.15 a.m., essentially, right? And the kids and the packing and everything had to be ready to go to get out the door, right? So at 6, we hit the road exactly at 6. And for some reason, it takes exactly four hours to get back to where we needed to be. So for four hours, though, everybody slept. Everybody slept except for me, right? So we were driving down the road and it was interesting because I started thinking about my word of the day or word of the year. I'm sorry. Started thinking about like, what am I going to do? What, like, what's going to be, what's going to be this word I'm going to write down in my planner for 52 weeks or 350, 360 days. Right. What, what is that word going to be? Right. And as I'm driving there, I'm in the left lane going and I, and I drive like an old man, like I am. Right. And so, but I'm passing this car that is probably got an older person than me in it and they're going really slow but they got a custom license plate in for missouri here and it says bigger b-i-g-g-e-r bigger and i'm listening to a podcast talking about being bigger in 23 setting bigger goals bigger ambitions like at the same time i am listening to a podcast of gary v i believe it was a, a lengthy um, you know, a lengthy interview that he was given or a keynote he was given, but it was, he, it was, the theme of his talk was bigger. And literally while he's talking about that, I am passing a car with the license plate, a vanity plate, I guess they're called where it says bigger. And then something else happened on the way there. Something happened on the way home, something else. I don't quite remember where that word popped in again. Right. So then it was like, okay, like this is getting thrown at me. Right. And, and I was ready to kind of I was ready for, right. I was thinking about 2023. I was reflecting back on 2022. I was, you know, disappointed in my 2022 personally, right. A ton of great things going on in 2022, ton of great things to be grateful for, proud of all that sort of stuff, but just kind of personally, like, did I move the needle on myself? Right. Then I started thinking about what I, what I want to be doing, what I want to be doing, truly want to be doing. Like, what is my passion, purpose, interest, um, what would I wake up at 4 a.m. and not jump on Instagram to do, but immediately jump up at 4 a.m. and get down in front of a computer or get, in, you know, and, and do something right where I'm just super passionate about that. Like, OK, so I'm starting to plan these things out and 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 the, and the word bigger just kind of kept coming. Right. So that was kind of this word of the year. But then as I've been thinking about that and thinking about building a brand around dead three, getting a podcast going, getting out in public speaking, being a better leader, being a better mentor, being more inspirational, putting out more content, doing uh, maybe building a, you know, a, a consulting company where I could go visit and, and speak and really help uh, IT executives where they could really coach and lead 
and inspire their teams to their next level of greatness. That's kind of my phrase that I'm really built on right now is helping young athletes, athletes in general, don't even have to be young athletes, helping athletes on one spectrum get to their next level of greatness. We've all got it. I've got it. I did not reach it in 2023, right? But then on the professional level, man, like I work at a place with some really good people, really talented, really inspirational, really um, educated um, people, right? But there's another level of greatness. Like I think we as leaders on the professional world and in the professional arena need to be sitting back with this conscious thought of bigger, bigger, bigger in 2023, bigger in terms of team dynamics, uh, team execution, team goals, team systems and processes, team objectives, right? We're capable of more, right? Rob Riggle, right? I, I get so sidetracked because I actually have notes that I've written down uh, that I wanted to make sure I hit on um, this. But Rob Riggle talks about the Rob Riggle. I did not know this at all. Rob Riggle spent 23 plus years in the Marine Corps, right? If you know who he is and you've seen him on these, you know, the Daily Show and all this sort of stuff, right? You would never have thought that, but he's got this great story about being a Marine guy and being in the Marines in the service for 23 years. But his point was the Marines showed him that he's got a lot more in the tank than he ever would have noticed, recognized, gotten out of himself had he not gone into the Marines. Right. And so as leaders, as mentors, as people that have people under their care, that people then you need to sit back and, and say they've got they've got a next night. Like, even if they're showing their greatness, there's more greatness tapped into every, there's more greatness in me somehow there is, but there's a ton of greatness in our teams, our athletes, um, our professional teams, our professional people, maybe there's, but it's, 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 it's you as leaders figuring out how can I get greatness out of these people and, and have that heart of a servant to where you're sitting there saying, I'm, I'm going to help you even if people are resistant to that. Right. And it's not rattling cages to the extreme, um, but it's just having people recognize like, man, you've you've got greatness in you. I've got greatness in me. The team has greatness in, in ourselves here. Um, but how can we as leaders get to the next level of greatness? Right. So and and so that was kind of this whole thing. Right. Uh, that I was kind of planning on was how we can. Um, get greatness out of myself this year. Right. So because of, you know. The, of dead three of trying to build the brand. And I, and I just said this earlier and it, it kind of got me off the rails a little bit, but of, of building something so we can, I can go work with it teams and help business leaders and business executives and business coaches um, work on getting greatness out of their teams and out of their people and out of themselves. Right. So that was like bigger, it's bigger. Right. Um, and, and so because of that, I reached out to some people. You know, I reached out to a very good friend of mine here named Justin. I was like, hey, Justin, this is what I'm thinking. Um, this is uh, where I'm at. This is the brand that we've built. And he's been a part of my brand. And so we had this, you know, 30, 45 minute discussion about that. And, you know, you know he loved it. Gave me, gave me great feedback. He's a very successful professional, uh, works for a great company uh, and all this sort of stuff. And, he, and we got this great feedback from him. And then I reached out to um a friend of mine, Ed Molitor, who's been on our old podcast, we've done two episodes with him. Um, and I help him with some things with his podcast. And we've developed this great connection uh, through through a random, a random uh, uh, meeting, a random connection, a random 
me clicking follow or connect. It was it's connect on LinkedIn, but it was LinkedIn of me just clicking connect and then sending him a note. Now all of a sudden he's a great mentor to me, a great mentor, a gr- and, and a great friend, even though we've never met, right? Um, although we've talked quite a bit. So I, I sent I sent uh, Coach Molitor a text. Hey, when whenever you have 15 minutes, I know you're busy. Um, I know you have a lot going on. I know you, I think he was on vacation in Northern Michigan at the time and immediately sent me a text back. All right. Hey, George, give me on the, on the ride home uh, from Northern Michigan where he was vacationing with his family. He was like, I'll give you a call on my way back to Chicago. Right. So anyway, we, we spent 15 minutes talking. No, we didn't. We spent 30 to 45 minutes talking. Right. And we had this great conversation. Right. And he's always the, he's always the best to talk to. Right. Uh, because there, there, because I know his intention. I know his heart. I know his service, his servant, and servant mindset. Right, that he just really wants to give me great advice, great feedback, great perspective, um, great ac- action items, and all that sort of stuff. And really, what I'm really getting to here is these mentors that we all have in our lives that we need to hunt them out. Right, and so I, I did. I got great feedback from him about this podcast, about building a dead three brand, about how that relates to basketball and athletics and development of young athletes, but also how it would work in the professional world and how you can end up being at an Anheuser-Busch or a Purina or a VMware or, you know, a Tubby's bar and grill or a lifetime fitness speaking, right? That sort of thing, right? And and how that looks and what you need to do and how you can intersect them, right? So, you know, 45 minutes, being able to pick up the phone, send a text to someone and have them give you that feedback and spend 45 minutes with you on the ride back from their family vacation is great. So the, what's this do for you? And um, what's that story do for you is one, you know, one, just connect with a lot of people, right? I, I randomly connect, 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 connect on LinkedIn. And one of them was coach Molitor, right? And because of that connection and because it was authentic in our back and forth and our correspondence and getting to know one another. And because all I really wanted from him was, knowledge, wisdom, feedback, perspective, uh, information and all that. Right. I wasn't looking for anything else from him than a, other than a friendship. Right. And for him to like serve that and, and give that to me has been phenomenal. Right. So just a random connection two years ago on LinkedIn. Right. But then the other thing is, you know, to really be aware and open to making sure that you are there for other people to, to uh, give that feedback and mentoring uh, to others. Right. Uh, for him to do that for me, when he's running a business, when his time is valuable and an hour for him is X amount of money. And for him to say, Hey, I'm with my family, but it's worth my time to visit with you. That's amazing. It's great. Right. The other one that I to bring up is, so that's somebody, you know, that's a mentor, you know, just continue to tap into it. My buddy that's at lifetime fitness. His name's Brad. Now he's a friend, like he's a dear friend. He's one of my closest friends and he's one of the closest friends I've ever had. Right. But to get on the phone with him, to talk one, to, to have a friend that is a mentor, right? He's uh, a little bit younger than me. And although if he's listening to this, he's, he's as old as me, but he's a little bit younger than me, but a great friend, but it's great because we can joke around. We can go have drinks. We can do X, Y, and Z. Our families can get together. We can go ice skating with our families and do all this sort of stuff. Right. But when, but when it's like, Hey, what's going on? This is what, you know, or this is what's going on. What's your opinion perspective? How should I handle this? You know, I'm having a hard time doing this with my team. I'm having a hard time doing this with upper man, like, et cetera. Like, okay, let's, let's sit down have a drink. Let's talk this out and let's, uh, let's problem solve and brainstorm. Like that's, it's such a great, um, friendship, right? So you go from this extreme of, Hey, these are people that are essentially like kind of blood, right? That, that these are my people. 
and I can always count on them for mentoring and for friendship and for perspective to people maybe that you just know professionally, but that have become good friends or that you just met, right? Like Coach Molitor is for me. But the other one I wanted to bring up was this, and I, and I love this. I love this, and I'm going to tag this, this gentleman in the post when I put this on LinkedIn and Twitter is, and I, and hopefully he'll, he'll listen to it, but there's, there's a gentleman here in town that I really look up to, right? I look up to him in the, in the fact that I I love his content and he puts out a lot of content, right? Uh, And the guy's name is um, Ben Newman, right? So Ben Newman is a a local here to St. Louis. He is a, well, I don't even know how he would, you know, I, I don't know what title he would give himself and I don't want to do a disservice to him, but, you know, motivational speaker, performance enhancement coach, business executive coach, right? So this, this gentleman flies all over and works with teams and works with individuals and works with corporations. And as a keynote speaker, I think in one, in one thing I saw online from Forbes magazine or something like that, he was rated one of the top 50 speakers in the world, which is crazy, right? Top 50 speakers in the world. So he, he works with the likes of Kansas State football, Alabama football. So if you have a background in athletics, you like that's pretty much where you can stop, right? He, he is a, a consultant, a performance enhancement, coaching leader, personal motivational guy, whatever, however you want to phrase it for Alabama football. And I think recently has also been hired and has started doing a fair amount of work for Michigan State football and basketball. So like, wow. Michigan State, Alabama, Kansas State, uh, which is amazing, right? I've seen him a few times. Um, his he's he's got some some uh, young children, uh, young meaning they're probably teenage years or starting high school, and they're basketball players. So if you know my background in basketball, but anyway, I've run into him in some gyms, and whenever I see him, I'm like, you know, I, it's like. Um, you know, I, I told somebody this the other day. It's like, you know, you, you when you're in college or whatever, and there's, you know, the awkward thing of trying to go introduce yourself to a, a pretty lady at the bar, right? And you're like, no, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that, right? So, you know, he's, you know, you sit there and say, man, I'd like to go say hi to him. I'd like to go talk to him. I'd like to, you know, go introduce myself. And you're like, eh, I'm not going to do it, right? So a few times I just didn't, right? Just not to intrude upon his time and things of that nature, right? Um, but I have met him like a couple times, just thanked him for his content. I reached out to him on Instagram, sent him. If you, if you follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, I, I take a lot of notes and I publish my notes on, uh, on LinkedIn and things like that. Um, and I've done that for a few of his talks, right? But this time I saw him, I was getting ready. I'm helping out a, a team here in St. Louis uh, basketball. And I saw him in our gym. So he was in a smaller gym, our auxiliary small gym. And, he, and I was getting ready to uh, help with a practice. Um, and so I went, I was watching and I was like, oh, there's Ben Newman. So I, I, when it was halftime or 30 seconds before halftime, I walked across the floor and halftime started, I believe, or was about to, and I introduced myself again. I was like, Hey, Ben, and it was, he was with his wife, family, right. Uh, he's watching his kid play. So it's, you know, I was like, Hey, uh, my name's George. Um, I consume all your content you know, love what you're doing, really appreciate everything. And he was like, yeah, I think I, you know, we've met maybe, et cetera. Right. But anyway, so 10 minute halftime, I was like, Hey, not trying to put you on the spot. I understand if you say no, et cetera. I was like, would you be interested? Or could I ask you to come and just spend three minutes with our team? These young athletes, 15 of them. Um, you know, you were, you know, this is what I'm, I don't believe I said this, but I was like, Hey, you work with Kansas state and Michigan state. And Alabama. like, man, how great would this be? to have him give a quick message to our kids. 
right? And, you know, it's the phrase I'm kind of using is, you know, to reach one, right? The, the mindset I'd like to have is to reach all, to reach all, to reach all of the kids, right? But that's hard, right? But can we reach one? Could he come in? He's not going to reach 16 kids where everybody's getting up at 4 a.m. and doing the hard 75 and doing his push-up and pull-up routines. And we, we just cry and we have 16 kids cry. But man, could he reach one, right? And could he continue to reach me? And he looked at me and he was great. He was great. And I knew it was awkward. It was awkward. It was like, hey, can I buy you a drink? Uh, no, I don't think so, right? But it was like, hey, I would love it if you were able to do this. And he said, Hey, listen, he was very polite. He was like, Hey, listen, you know, I'm here watching my kid. I'm with my, I'm with my wife. So I'm just going to stay locked in here. I was like, cool. Absolutely. Get it. You know, wanted to call my shot or take my shot or whatever it is. Get it. Totally get it. Thank you. Shook his hand, thanked him again for his content. And I walked away. So we go to the other gym and as I'm in the other gym and I'm, the kids are warming up, kind of doing form shooting type stuff and just getting loose. Right. In walks Ben Newman. And I just kind of smile. He walks right up to me and he was like, Hey, Half times 10 minutes. I got two. And I was like, boom. How, how big time is that? How big time is that? So I blow the whistle, bring the kids over, and he just speaks to them, right? And he had just completed an episode for his own podcast where he was interviewing and spending time with Michael Porter Jr., who plays for the Denver Nuggets in the NBA, and they had an hour-long conversation. And it was really good. And it was a lot of the content, or not a, lot, not a lot, because it was an hour and he only spent two minutes, but the theme was the same for our, for our young athletes and young men. And I just say that, like, here's the thing. That's a mentor that, you're, that you don't really know, but you're consuming content, and that you know a little bit that when you see them, you could, like, like be, you can be that mentor. You can find that mentor online. Just continue to like Ben Newman may not even remember me now, may not have, if I walked up to him right now, I would probably have to remind him who I am, which is absolutely fine. Right. Who I am and what he did for us and what he did for me. Right. So it's this, but I walked away from that going, what a great guy. Right. Had a great message, made the time to do it. It may have been awkward of my ask. Um, it may have not been appropriate of my ask with his family, watching his kid and all that. But he sat there and said, man, I'm, I'm going to go spend like he probably I don't know how it went down, but he probably looked at his wife and said, hey, I'm going to go spend two minutes with these people. I'll be right back. Right. Oh, oh, half times 10 minutes or 15 minutes. I got two minutes right to go help these. He knew about the program. He knew about Ryan Robertson used to play there. And if you know, Ryan Robertson is the best player to ever play at the school. I'm helping out and played at Kansas and a little bit in the NBA, I believe. Right. So he, he kind of knew this background, right. It was, it was phenomenal, but I'm just, I bring it up to, he's a mentor of mine and he doesn't have any idea who I am. Although I've met him and I consume his content. Right. So you, you got to have these mentors that are, you know, people that, that, that just know you, that you're friends with, uh, that you've battled with that are kind of family type mentors, right? You need to have these mentors like Coach Molitor is to me in the professional world that you're that you've known maybe for two, three, five years and you continue to develop those relationships. And you need to have these Ben Newman mentoring where, hey, I know the guy. He doesn't know me. We've met a few times, but man, I'm gonna consume like that's somebody I look up to, his message, his vision, his systems, his language, his communication, how he inspires me. Like I've I'm plugged in to to circle back to 39 minutes ago, plug into the things that inspire you to get you moving throughout your day to continue to feed you so you don't have a C plus, C minus, D plus type of year. Get off Instagram, get off Twitter, get off Facebook, get off TikTok, right? And say, hey, Brad, 
what's going on, man? Like, give them a call. Hey, Coach Molitor, I need some advice. Hey, Justin, I need some advice. Hey, Ben Newman, would you mind coming over and talking to our kids to inspire them? But he's also continuing to inspire me and motivate me and lead me. And he doesn't even know me. Right. So there's that message. The other, the other one is those mentors that you just consume online. Right. It's, it's like, for me, I wrote down in my notes, like these mentors I have of coach Molitor of Ben Newman. And the other one is Ed Milet, right. Listen to his podcast, this Rob Riggle thing. And I'm sitting there going, man, I think it like, I'm not lying. Like, I think it'd be cool to write a book. Would that be terribly hard? Am I not that smart? Am I not that great? At, I remember doing something for my old company and there was a great lady I worked with. Um, and, and, and we were creating some content, right? And I remember her feedback to me on one of these pieces was, um, George, I'm not even sure that's a sentence, right? And so we kind of laughed about it, right? As she, we were trying to create this stuff or whatever, right? It's not my deal. Like, I think I can talk a little bit and all that, but if you're going to ask me to start a blog series, like that's not going to be my thing, but I'm sitting around going, man, writing a book would be kind of cool. Right. And I know exactly what I would like it to be about. I know the title of it. I know what, you know, et cetera. But when then I'm listening to this interview and Ed Milet's like, you know what, why don't you just start with the chapters? And then David nurse, a mentor who I know through two conversations. So I don't know, I know him, don't know him well at all. I'd have to reintroduce myself to him, but he's a mentor online is, Hey, just start write a sentence, write a paragraph, write a page, start with 17 seconds or, and it might be 17 minutes, but you get the idea, right? Just create the thing that Milet was saying today and how this intersects you. One, one, I hope this, it's me telling a story about what has impacted me through four or five days of January. Right. But there's also the idea of just find, just go find mentors in 2023. Here's one thing I wanted to talk about. Like for those that know me, I've got, uh, I've got th three children, two are really into basketball. So my boys are really into basketball, but one is more into basketball than the other. They both love, they both like all of them love basketball. Um, my daughter loves it on a scale of five. My middle son loves it on a scale of a seven. And my oldest son loves it on a scale of like 25, right? On a scale of one to 10, like he loves it. It's what he does. Right. So I'm thinking about like this, like this is how we have to be. If I could take my oldest son, let's say, and I could go find, uh, I could go have him play for in the off season with either kids like his own age that are significantly better than him, significantly. And I could get him to do that um, three days a week. Or as he rolls into high school, could I get him to go play with varsity teams? two to three days a week as an eight, as a 14 year old playing with 17, 18 year olds that are varsity players. Would I sign up for that? Absolutely. That's mentoring. Could he go find, like we have, we have a, a young man that works in our basketball program. That is a sophomore. That is as good a kid that, that I've been around. And I don't know him as well as I will down the road um, because he's a sophomore. He plays, you know, JV and I'm spending most of my time with the bars. I just don't know him as well as I will. But I've observed him. I watch him. And I've told my sons, I'm like, that guy's a great mentor. That's who you need to, you know, there's nothing more important for our children than who they are friends with. Right. And so now that I'm around and I'm embedded and I'm like a present portion of the basketball landscape with my children. Right. I'm like, that's who you need to hang out with. 
right? In the gym all the time. Yes, sir. No, sir. Eye contact, leader, effort, you know, um, grade point average, you know, everything, right? How he treats women, how he treats coaches. Like you're like, Hey, that's, that's who you need to hang out with that dude. Right. Um, so if you could have your son do that, would you do that? Would you have him get that mentoring? Absolutely. We, if you were, whatever it is now, would you professionally go, go hang out with people that are just a lot smarter than you, whatever interest and passion you have, if you were into, right. If you were into as a hobby chess and you just could go huddle up with a whole bunch of guys that are over the top chess players and you could just sit there and get your tail kicked for a year. And how would you come out on the other side? What kind of friendships, what kind of mentoring, what kind of guidance, what kind of support, what kind of service would you get from those people? It's the same thing that, you know, the college coaches are coaching, uh, you know, basketball coaches that might be listening to the podcast. That's why, you know, man, if you could go to the final four and you could get in a room, like I remember when I was a college coach at a very small college level and I would hang out at the Detroit Pistons practice facility. And one year when Larry Brown became the coach, if you don't know who Larry Brown is, he's kind of a legend in coaching and he's in the hall of fame and a Carolina guy, all this. And he coached Allen Iverson with the Philadelphia 76ers, but he became and won a world championship with the Detroit Pistons. And I remember when he became the coach, I was there for the training, all of training camp. And I remember at the conclusion of one practice, it was a late practice. Everybody circled up kind of around him. It was a circle and he was on, the kind of the point of a circle. If, if there's a point of a circle, he was there and everybody was kind of facing him and they, and, but it was all Carolina people and it was all these division one coaches. And there, then there was me, some young kid at a small college with a notebook, writing everything down. And I'm sitting around going, how cool is this, man? If I could just know these people, if I could just hang with these people, if I could talk shop and move, salt packets and pepper shakers and long, you know, and iced teas around, right. Uh, if I could move those around a table and talk ball with these guys, how cool would that be? Right. So you've got to look for that, right? So whatever profession you're in, man, if you could do that. So I, I, my point about this is like my son, if I could find that, that'd be great. Now here's the thing that you have to be aware of, I think, in thinking about just my kid and mentoring and all that. Can, can, can you hang with that? Can you come out the other side? Can you keep your head? Can you stay confident? Can you accept it when you get beat down? Can you get it if you're rolling with guys that have high standards and you don't, uh, your standards aren't quite where theirs are yet? Yet. Could my son roll into a high school program and compete? Probably not. Would he get better if he could handle it mentally? Would he get better if he could take some trash talk? Would he get it better if the guys were jerks? Could he, he would, he would. Could he show up every day, even when he fails? Could he show up every day, even if they don't include him in a whole bunch of things because he's 14 and they're 18. So if he could handle that, absolutely. So if you could handle that, that feedback, that mentoring, that failure, man, you could come out the other side. So one, look for it, be able to handle it be able to accept it. And then my hope would be is that as you do that, um, as you find that mentoring and you find the struggles of some of, of being in, included in different groups, that there's somebody there that says, you know, even if my son were doing that, but somebody still pulls him aside and says, man, you're here every day. And you may be getting your tail kicked, but your attitude, your effort, your body language, your desire, your commitment, your work ethic, your toughness, 
is perfect and you're skilled and you're good and you want it, right? It's the, it's the guy that will always help somebody that wants it, right? So you have to kind of be that guy. So when you look at these things of these mentors as you roll out, so my encouragement, I guess, to myself, right, is, man, continue to stay plugged into mentors, continue to reach out to, and I've mentioned these people, and I think most, not most of them, um, my buddies listen to this podcast, but you know, it's like, hey, having a great friend in, in you know, Justin and Brad, and having coach Molitor who lives outside the area and I've never met him face to face, but I know I can call him for a perspective because he's crushing it professionally, crushing it professionally and how I can get that perspective of how the business world works or how executives work and how my brand and conversation and narrative and um, leadership and the things I'm passionate about, how that would work. Right. Um, and then continuing to get plugged into people that are out there and saying, man, like Ed Milet, Ben Newman, you know, Andy Frisilla, Gary V, like those are people that I'll never meet. I'm sitting here right now looking at a book called Never Finished by David Goggins. It's his follow-up book to, um, um, yeah, I forget the name of his, uh, his first book. Um, I forget what it's called and I don't want to say it incorrectly, right? But it's, um, you know, this one's never finished, right? These, this, this content you consume to inspire you, to move the needle, to really set your goals, but also to help you develop your systems how can these people of brad and justin and molitor and newman and mylet and goggins and gary v and andy frisilla how can i tap into those resources whether over drinks or over youtube from the extreme or a text message how can i tap into those resources to help me fine-tune and sand down the edges of my systems and how can I handle that? How can I look for groups this year to get better? And even if it's people that are like at the pinnacle of, of my passion, right? If it's being an eighth grader playing eighth grade basketball, but running with elite 12th graders, how can I find that group? And then how can I be humble? How can I be, keep my head and, and, and be able to take things mentally? And how can I, uh, move the needle on my process processes. The thing we talked about with our group the other day was the young athletes. We had young athletes working with our varsity team and they were struggling like they just were right. But that's why they're young athletes. That's why they're freshmen and sophomore just trying to figure things out. But I stopped it. And I said, I said to these younger athletes, I was like, what a great opportunity for you all, because this young athlete here, this older athlete for us is really good and really skilled, really skilled. Right. And I say that because you guys have this great model. Right. And it's silly for you to not tap into that model. It's silly for you not to tap into that information. And hopefully he's got a servant heart of, hey, I'm here to help you. What do you need? Right. Like this is how I would do this. Like his, we were talking about footwork and dribble moves and getting to the rim and playing against contact and pressure and finishing away from the like all this. Right. And these young kids are like, oh, that's a lot. I can't do any of that. Well, you got a model here. You have a mentor here. So how can you do your modeling? How can you do your mentoring, right? And how can you hunt that out? Now it's silly for those guys not to, you know, try to do it. It's silly for him to not try to be a good mentor for those young athletes, right? So those are the things that I'm looking at this year, right? Um, and I don't have anything else really here, um, you know, for for uh, so you know the last episode we talked about uh, we talked about values. 
We talked about an organization really getting locked in on their values. I think it's good to set goals. I think it's uh, what's more important on the goals is to write down these, you know, these goals or objectives that you have for 2023, but then to really figure out the five or six bullet points that are your systems on how you're going to do that. Everybody wants to make the final four in college basketball. Everybody wants to win a league championship. But what are your systems? What are you hanging your hat on every single day to reach those goals? When things go sideways, how are you getting there? The thing that really struck me this past week, and I'll end with this, and I try not to go off the rails too much on this, but the thing that really struck me this week and some of the things I've learned that have impacted me are this. The idea of having these values, and we talked about the last episode of West, W-E-S-T, of work, winning effort, energy, enthusiasm, service, sacrifice, toughness, and togetherness. If you know your values, it's easier to hold people accountable to the standards and the values. It's so, it's so easy. This is what we do. This is who we are. And this is the standard in which we play, in which we develop software, in which we sell shoes and sell cars and run, run the corner bar. This is what we do. So when you recruit and you hire and you promote, this is what people know we stand on. And then it's easy to hold people accountable to that standard. And the thing that has impacted me, and I may, probably mentioned it in the last one, last episode in episode one, is the idea of confrontation. It's much easier to have confrontation when you know, when you hold people accountable. If you're not going to hold people accountable to those standards, then why do you have them? Then you're just letting them down. You're letting them slide, right? It's I have found it so much easier this year once we developed our standards and our values to hold people accountable to it and be and then to be comfortable, to be comfortable with the confrontation. Because this is what we said. Now, does confrontation always have to be yelling and screaming? No. Does confrontation have to be, hey, time out? This is what you said. This is what we said. This is what we agreed to. These are our systems. This is our process. These are our goals. This is what we're doing in 2023. So what's going on? Why are we not doing that? Right. And so that, that could be a confrontation, right? It doesn't have to always be yelling and screaming. So that, that wasn't a big impact for me this week. Right. Um, but here I'll wrap this up. Listen, if you could do me a favor again, like I mentioned at the top of the hour, I press record and we start recording, we start talking. There's no, I think when you get more subscriptions or, or more subscribers, I guess when you get more subscribers and more likes and more shares and more listens and more whatever, right. You're able to uh, have people, you know, to get a house band, so to speak, and start playing music and having intros and all that. But it allows us to spend more time with this. You know, somebody made the comment, well, we're able to get better guests. And I get that narrative. You're able to get better guests, the more it's shared and all that. I get all that. Right. Um, every guest is a great guest. Right. And we will be moving towards um, guests here shortly. Um, we're going to probably spend 10 episodes of me just kind of, um, letting you know what I'm considering, right? Right now, my consideration is, uh, one, it's just an acknowledgement really of having great mentors, having great people. I'm going to tag all of them in my post on LinkedIn with this because I'm super grateful for it. Um, I'm super thankful for, uh, for those connections that I have. Um, the next episode, we might even talk about some changes that I've made in terms of gratitude and thankfulness, uh, that are serving me right now. Um, it's kind of a goofy thing that people initially laughed at until they figured out what I was doing and, and how it's, how it's kind of served me. And then they were like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Right. So anyway, if you could just share like this, um, I appreciate all the support. 
Um, and listen, we're, we're trying to get out in 2023. We're trying to be bigger. We're trying to have bigger goals, bigger ambitions, bigger action, bigger everything. We're trying to get out and do more public speaking. We're trying to get out and have more impact and create more content and, and just do everything bigger. Right. And, and that's how we're trying to do bigger things with what I do professionally. It's not okay to be just okay. It is not okay. So to, to circle back to Rob Riggle, he was in the Marines and he realized that the, what the Marines brought to him, what the Marines brought to him was knowing that he is capable of a lot more. Right. And he starts talking about 26 mile marches and then you have to dig a, you know, make a camp and dig and put barbed wire and get blah, blah, blah. Like he has all this, right. He was like, man, I was exhausted. Like, this is crazy. Like I, I was ready for 10 miles and we, we did 26 and then we had to do X, Y, and Z. And he's talking about everything he had to do. And he's like, the Marines taught me I was capable of a lot more, which has positioned me to have a crazy good life. Right. And I, you know, I know we all don't have that benefit of service uh, and being in the Marines and being pushed and all that, but we do have the benefit of mentoring, of coaching, of, of uh, accountability to people, right. To be great. Right. And I hope you have that. I feel I do. I need to tap into it more, but I need to have a bigger 2023. And I hope you uh, have that same mindset. Um, please reach out to me. Uh, uh, my uh, email is george.evian at gmail.com. would love to hear from you and appreciate all the support that you all have given me on LinkedIn and Twitter, and we will definitely be amplifying this more. All right. Have a great continued rest of your year.